0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Seed Podcast, part of our teaching ministry here at the Central Church in Fayette, Alabama. The Seed exists for one reason only, and that is to lift up the Word of God in order that Jesus Christ might be known and worshiped as King. We invite you to join us now as we dive in to today's message. I've been uh, given the task tonight of speaking on Joseph and I know the uh, I guess the series has been the faith of our fathers and I know that probably every Wednesday night someone stood up here and said if you will turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 so I'm going to ask you to do that again tonight uh, turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and I'm going to read uh, one verse verse 22 now don't worry I'll be reading several other scriptures throughout the evening I think um, trying something new tonight. I've never used an iPad before to make my notes, so I've done that. My, my son actually, he kind of won me over to doing this last week, so I'm going to try it and see how it goes. Y'all are going to be the guinea pigs, I guess. If it goes well, I'll keep doing it. If not, I'll throw it in the garbage. But um, uh, Joseph, uh, excuse me, Hebrews 11.22, we're going to talk about Joseph tonight. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I know this this series is the faith of our fathers. And um, if you read, uh, or we'll read the scripture here in just a minute, and you see what it says about Joseph, you know, there, there's a lot in the Bible about Joseph. If you go and read uh, back over in Genesis, um, matter of fact, I was having this conversation with my son a couple months ago, and I told him, I said, well, my topic's Joseph. He said, well, you're going to preach on the young Joseph, the old Joseph. You know, what, what are you going to do? And I at first, I thought, well, you know, having Joseph, there's so much material, I'm going to have, you know, this is going to be easy to come up with something. But then I got to reading, and I was like, there's so much material. You know, there's so many sermons in this. But I, I'm, I'm going to try to take the shotgun approach tonight. I want to focus on some different uh, time periods in Joseph's life. But let's read our text first, Genesis 11 and 22. It says, By faith, Joseph, when he died, Made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Let's pray tonight. Father, again, we thank you, Lord, for this time that you've given us to come into your house, Lord, and to read your word. I pray that you would just be with us tonight, Lord. I pray you would send your sweet Holy Spirit. Lord, strengthen me, Lord, give me the words that we need tonight as your people. Dear Father, we understand that without You that nothing can be accomplished. Lord, we'll be careful to give You all the praise and all the glory and all the honor tonight, Father. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and we ask these things. Amen. Amen. So as I said, there's a lot about Joseph uh, in in Scripture. And um, I'm sure probably most everybody in here is very familiar with his story. And uh, what what a great story it is. Um, But in Hebrews here, it only speaks uh, about the faithfulness of joseph at the end of his life and we know that there's a lot more to joseph than just what took place right at the end of his life um, we know that there are se- there are several things in joseph's life i believe that led up to this particular point uh, i don't think joseph just all of a sudden became a faithful man right before he died and as we'll see joseph uh, He lived a life filled with faith through uh, many difficult circumstances. So I'm going to turn over to Genesis and I'll probably be uh, camped out there for a while this evening. Um, Genesis chapter 50, I want to go and read a a few verses and also uh, in Genesis 48. But Genesis 50, I want to read 22 through 26. I want to go read the account uh, that is mentioned actually in Hebrews. And I'm I'm going to kind of set this up and I'm going to try to get into the main... To the main part of, uh, of the teaching tonight. Uh, but, uh, Genesis fifty twenty two through 26, it says, And Joseph dwelled in Egypt, he and his father's house, and Joseph lived 110 years. And Joseph saw Ephraim's children of the third generation, the children also of Machir the son of Manasseh, were brought up upon Joseph's knees. And Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, or I'm dying. And God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land unto the land which He swore to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And then we can go back over into uh, chapter 48, down around verse 21, and we can read the account where Jacob uh, tells Joseph that God is going to bring them up out of the land uh, of Egypt to the land of their fathers. And if we go back into chapter 46 in the book of Genesis, we can read the account where God told this to Jacob. Okay, so, so this is, again, this is something that was passed down to Joseph, um, that was told to Joseph, but we see here as Joseph is on his uh, deathbed that he, he's passing this along. So what does that show of Joseph? It shows great faith, I believe, that Joseph, Joseph had great faith to believe uh, that God would do exactly what he had told his forefathers uh, that he would do. So as I mentioned earlier, Joseph lived a life full of faith. Uh, And we see that in his everyday actions. He just didn't come uh, again to being this faithful person at the very end. Um, And there's really three things that I kind of want to focus on tonight. are three moments in Joseph's life. Uh, The first one is uh, Potiphar's house. And we see how Joseph uh, faithfully served God. Uh, during his time at Potiphar's house. We know that 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 was a time of great uh, temptation for Joseph. And we know that Joseph uh, resisted that temptation. And secondly, I want to focus on uh, the prison time that Joseph had. And we we see there another characteristic uh, of a faithful person that Joseph had great perseverance. uh, That he didn't let uh, his present circumstances uh, get him down. And then finally, uh, in Egypt, We'll talk about joseph's willingness to forgive and all three of these things are uh characteristics of a faithful life they're things that uh that joseph uh not just things that joseph said but things that joseph lived uh in his day to day you know it's it's easy during times of trial during uh difficult everyday pressures uh to kind of lose i guess the vision of the kingdom of god you know maybe what you know the lord has for you maybe um you know the lord's dealt with you directly about some things but it's, it's kind of easy to kind of let that fade and, and, and kind of go into the background when you know life begins to happen you know i there was a my aunt she worked at a bank and i used to go visit her a lot when i was in college because um she always balanced my checkbook for me and so i'd go by there about once a month and give it to her and she'd balance it out but she had this little sign hanging on her on her uh in her office and it said life is what happens while we're making plans and how true that is you know we, we've got all these plans and no doubt joseph probably did as well but life happened didn't it things took place and joseph found himself in in some very uh i guess you would say unusual circumstances but we have to remember that during these difficult times during these times of trial during uh these times when when things are not going the way that we want them to go that we're that, that we're we're not called to be a part of this world we're called out of this world we, we've been set apart and we should set our affection on things above and if we do that <clears throat> then we're not going to let those circumstances drag us down or hinder us from being what god has called us to be uh, and we you can go over to colossians uh, chapter 3 and 2 and read that verse but joseph did this exact thing and it showed in his everyday decisions um Joseph had a vision of something beyond his his present circumstances, if you will. He, he 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 was focused on that. And back over in Hebrews, I may get back over there in a few minutes and <clears throat> and read again. But verses thirteen through sixteen, we see that um, Joseph understood that his citizenship was not here on this earth, even though he was even though he was living on this earth, that 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 he was a citizen of heaven, and. Um, as Christians today, we need to understand that and realize that if we want to live a faithful life, we have to understand and know that our present circumstances are they are, are they're, they're temporary. That's what they are. We're here for a short time. Uh, you know, my, my 17-year-old Abby, she, she always tells me when I'm, you know, raining on her plans, you know, she says, we're here for, um, we're here for, how does she put it? We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time or something like that. But anyway, she has this little saying she does, you know. And that's just Abby. She's carefree and, you know, she doesn't worry about anything. But um, we need to live life with that mindset. Not necessarily I'm here for a good time, but I'm here for a short time. Even though if we live to be 100, it's a short time. And we need to make the most of it as as Joseph did. Um, The world around us doesn't think like that. The the world that, that, that they don't... They don't live their lives that way. And and most people try to justify their behavior uh, by their present circumstances. And we'll see that Joseph did exactly uh, the opposite of that. Um, Joseph modeled the way that a faithful life should be lived throughout his uh, 110 years that he lived here on this earth. And we see that culminate at the very end there, in Hebrews when when we read that, in the request that he had concerning his bones. That's why Joseph was able uh, to to make that statement to his children when he was dying. Because he was a righteous man. And his family knew that God would deliver them through Joseph's faith. And as that had been passed down uh, through Abraham, through Isaac, Jacob, or Israel, and now to Joseph. So again, as I mentioned, I want to focus on three points tonight. I'm, I'm trying to work through these pretty quick. But... Uh, Genesis chapter 39. I'm, I'm gonna, if you want to turn over there, we're going to go and read a few scriptures. This is, this is the, the account where Joseph was sold uh, into slavery and he had been brought into the house uh, of Potiphar uh, beginning in verse 39. And um, I want to read just a few verses here. <clears throat> it says And Joseph was brought down to Egypt. Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight, and he served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he he had he put into his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseering his house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake and the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and, and in the, all in the field and he left all that he had in Joseph's hand and he knew not all he had save the bread which he did eat and Joseph was a goodly person and well favored and it came to pass after these things that the master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said lie with me so I'm, I'm going to stop right there so Joseph has been sold into, into slavery. His brothers have, have, have severely mistreated him. Uh, you know, they threw him in the pit. These guys came by. They, they got him out and they sold him. And now he finds himself down here uh, in Potiphar's house, who was the captain of the guard, by the way. And, uh, but it, notice what it says in verse 2, that the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord blessed Joseph. He, he, he found himself in this position not by his own doings joseph had not done anything wrong but yet he finds himself here but it says that the lord was with joseph now i want to tell you if you're here tonight and you're you find yourself in a situation that that you can't help you're there not by your doing the lord's with you the lord's there he's there for you just like he was for joseph now how did joseph respond to this we see uh, as as we read on down, as uh, Potiphar's wife comes to Joseph, and, and she she says, "Lie with me." It says, "But he refused, and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master woteth not what is with me in the house, and he hath committed all that he hath to my hand. There is none greater in this house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee, because thou art his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Now, now Joseph, now notice what Joseph's response was." Joseph's response was, hey, how can I commit this, this, this great wickedness and sin against God? Now, the, the, the very things that Joseph listed are probably reasons that most people would take and they would have done exactly the opposite. Joseph was in charge of the whole house, right? Potiphar didn't ask any questions. Joseph was the man. He was in control. But he didn't let that feed his ego. You see, most people probably would have, would have begun to think about that and you would have said, you know what? I think I'm going to do this. I deserve this. You know, I'm the man here. I've been put in charge and I'm making all these decisions and I've got all this uh, stress and all this pressure on me. And now, you know, this. And you know what? I'm going to do it. But Joseph Joseph didn't do that. The the very things that Joseph listed uh, for reasons not to do it, other people would have taken those and they would have jumped right in. But Joseph said, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. He didn't want to sin against God. Why? Because Joseph was a faithful man, wasn't he? Joseph faithfully served God. So we see this first example of faithfulness from Joseph. And notice, by the way, um, what it says down here in verse 12. He'd come into the house one day and and nobody else was there but the two of them. It says, And she caught him by his garment, in verse 12, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and he did what? He fled. And he got him out. What did Joseph do? He ran from temptation. He turned his back on it and he ran. He didn't stay to play around with it. He didn't dance around temptation like so many of us have before in our lives. Have you ever done that? Have you ever done it? You say, well, I know that's wrong and I'm not going to do it. But instead of turning my back and fleeing from it, you know, I'm just going to kind of stick over here close by a little bit. I'm not, I'm not, not going to do it. You know, but it's right here, just in case, maybe, I don't know. Just in case somehow God tells me, oh, it's okay, go right ahead. Like God's going to do that, right? But but here it is, you know. what did Joseph do? He said, I'm getting myself out of this situation. I don't want anything to do with this situation. I'm getting as far from this situation as I possibly can. And I would submit to you tonight that there's probably several in here who struggle with certain temptations because you won't flee from them. Because you won't turn your back on it and you won't walk away from it. You know, when, when, when we repent, anybody here really know what that word means? When, when, when we're saying we repent of our sins, it means we turn our back on sin, doesn't it? Do I have any mathematicians in here? Geometry majors? What does it mean when you turn your back on something? You make a 180 degree turn, right? You're walking completely away from it. You're going as far away from it as you possibly can. And that's exactly what Joseph did. He said he fled. He got out of there. Why? Because Joseph Joseph was a faithful man of God, right? Joseph wanted to serve God. He wanted to please God. He he wanted to do all that he could for God. Now, uh, let's let's go back. I want to go back over to 1 Corinthians real quick. And and let's, let's look at the... Uh, you know, when you were in school and you were you were given a, an assignment to compare and to contrast some things. Let's go back over here into 1 Corinthians three, and let's look at Joseph how Joseph responded versus how Israel, not not Jacob Israel, but the nation of Israel, responded to things. If, if, if uh, 1 Corinthians ten, I said chapter three. I'm sorry, it's 1 Corinthians ten. It's right there. I just said it wrong. 1 Corinthians 10, uh, 1 through 4. Real quick. It says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and passed through the sea and were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea and all did eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. That rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were now these things were our examples to the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as some of them as it is written the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now listen to this, now all these things happen unto them for examples, and they're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are to come. We, we have an example of how the children of Israel responded to God. And he says, "I'm telling, I'm telling you this, I'm reminding you this, they're written for our example. Well, I submit to you tonight that uh, the, the account that we have of Joseph back over here in Genesis 39, is, is for an example to us. This is how we should treat temptation. As to how we should uh, handle ourselves uh, when when we find ourselves in certain situations. Now, it said back over there that uh, that those who oh, it talked about those who obeyed God. Now, if we go over into James uh, chapter one, I'm not going to turn over there, but it talks about them that them that love God. Joseph loved God. Why did he obey God? Because he loved God, right? Hebrews five nine tells us that Christ is the author of eternal salvation to them that what obey Him. I'm not here tonight to preach to you uh, salvation by works. That's not what Hebrews is talking about. Those people obeyed Him because they what? Because they loved Him. John 14, 5 says, Jesus said, If you love me, you'll do what? You'll keep my commandments. Right? We don't obey Him out, out of obligation, but out of love. Joseph loved God. Therefore, it was His desire to obey God. Right? So, uh, moving on. Second point. We, we see the first... Uh, characteristic that Joseph had a faithfulness. Uh, the second point is his perseverance in prison. Now we know the story. She, she lied about Joseph uh, when her husband came home. She was the one causing the trouble, but Joseph was the one that ended up taking the punishment for that trouble. Uh, Genesis thirty nine twenty uh, through 23, it says, And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. The keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. The Lord was with Joseph still in this current situation. It says, in that which he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Now Joseph found himself uh, sold into slavery, not by his own doing. Now, Joseph finds himself in prison. Again, not by his own doing. Joseph was trying to do right. Have you ever gotten in trouble before for trying to do the right thing? It happens. It happens all the time. And and that's what happened to Joseph. He he, he got in trouble for, for doing the right thing. But notice, Joseph didn't just lay down and quit or feel sorry for himself, right? He didn't throw a big pity party like some of us probably would have. You know, we'd be laying in there and, you know, just whining and moaning and groaning and asking God, Why'd you do this to me, God? Why'd you put me here? You know, why'd you let this happen, God? You ever done that before? I have. I'm I'm ashamed to say, but I've done it. We all have. But Joseph didn't do that. And and, uh, Peter tells us over in his his writings in the New Testament that, you know, he teaches us how we're supposed to respond to these trials. The, the, The second point I mentioned is that Joseph persevered in prison. Joseph kept on serving God, right? He, he didn't let this little setback uh, stop him. It says that, that the Lord was with him and we see a very similar story there in the prison as we did in Potiphar's house that he was put in charge. That he was given this great position to be in charge of, of all of the, of the prisoners there. Peter tells us uh, in uh, 1 Peter 2, 20 and 21, it says, For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults you shall take it patiently? He says, but if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God for even here unto where you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow His steps. So when, when we do things the right way and we still somehow find ourselves being punished for that, he says, for here unto where you called, because Christ also suffered for us, we're going to suffer sometimes. For doing the right thing it's just it's just a part of life it's part of, a, of the christian life we're going to suffer for doing the right thing but joseph trusted god and he obeyed god he had the right attitude didn't he? He, he didn't let it he didn't let it get in his mind and affect what he knew to be right remember what what we said earlier at the very beginning here that joseph knew joseph knew who he was and who he served that his home was not here he was not a citizen of this world that his home was in heaven with God and that his circumstances were temporary even though they were bad at the time. They were terrible at the time. Joseph didn't let that affect how he lived his life. He was a great witness, no doubt, to those people in prison. You know, just like uh, uh, Paul and Silas. When they were thrown in jail, what were they doing? I mean, they were singing praises to God. I just can't hardly imagine doing that. Being thrown in prison and at midnight singing praises to God, thank you, Lord. But we're, we're, we're supposed to rejoice uh, uh, in, in our trials and in our in our troubles and in our temptations. Uh, Romans uh, five three through five tells us that. Uh, maybe I should have marked it. Let me. I want to go back over there and read that real quick. Romans five three through five. It says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. He says, uh, uh, Paul tells us that we should glory in tribulation. We, we should see it as an opportunity. And that's exactly what Joseph did. Joseph had a great impact on those people In the prison and we know the story joseph goes on and he uh uh the the two men that worked for pharaoh found themselves in prison and they had these dreams and they told them to joseph and joseph interpreted those dreams and sure enough everything happened just like joseph said it would and uh one was hanged uh, taken out and hanged and the other uh was restored back to his uh position and what did joseph say he said oh hey by the way when you get out don't forget about me but what did he do he forgot about him right And Joseph was there, I think the Bible tells us, for maybe two more years. I'm not sure. Don't hold me to that. That'd be a little homework tonight. You can go home and read and check up on that. I think it was a couple years. Joseph found himself there. But he was finally remembered. What? Pharaoh had a dream. And his butler who had been restored, he said, oh, hey, I know a man. He said, I remember my faults today. I remember I should have spoken up a while back. He said, I know a man who can tell you your dream. And sure enough, Pharaoh brings Joseph out. And so Joseph, they, they get him and they, they, it says that they go clean him up and they shave him. He, he, he Get him presentable. And he goes before Pharaoh. And it's interesting here what, how Joseph responded to Pharaoh about this dream. We see here where, where Joseph's uh, state of mind was, where his attitude was. Joseph was still faithfully serving God. Right? He's been in prison all this time. He's been put there uh, because, uh, from false accusations. He's been forgotten in there when someone who could help him forgot about him. But he's brought before Pharaoh. Joseph wasn't bitter. He didn't blame God. He didn't turn his back on God in these difficult times. But rather he leaned on God. In verse 21 uh, in Genesis 41 tells us that God was still with Joseph even in the prison. In that when Joseph was brought before Pharaoh and he said, hey, tell me what these dreams mean, what did Joseph say? He said, I'll tell you. He said, but I can only tell you because God is going to show me what these dreams mean. Is that's the only way I can do it. It's not of my own doings. It's not because I'm some great and wonderful person. You know, Joseph didn't get on his Facebook account or his Instagram or whatever and start bragging about himself. Hey, I'm the one before Pharaoh today. I'm going to go tell him what his dreams mean. Look at me, you know. Joseph didn't do that. Joseph, Joseph was still faithfully serving God and he said he looked at Pharaoh and he said, Pharaoh, I want to tell you what your dreams mean. But because God's given me the ability, God's revealed to me what those dreams mean. That's the only way that I can do that today. And what an impact he had on Pharaoh because we know that Pharaoh took him And he put him second in command. He said, there's none greater. Does it sound familiar? What did Potiphar tell him? There's none greater in my house but me. Pharaoh said the exact same thing. He said, there's none greater in all of Egypt but me. God was still with Joseph, wasn't he? Why? Because Joseph was still faithfully serving God. I tell you, Joseph's life was just an amazing life. We we see uh, all these different situations that he found himself in. Yet he kept his faith and his trust in God. And I want to tell you tonight, if we do that very same thing, God will bless our lives just like He blessed Joseph's life. Now He may not put you second in command over the United States of America you know, or, or even your job at work, wherever, wherever it is, whatever it may be. But God's going to bless you for being faithful as He did Joseph here. Now the, the third thing I want to focus on for just a few minutes is Joseph's willingness to forgive in Egypt. So we've seen Joseph, he resisted temptation. He showed great perseverance in prison. And now Joseph was willing to forgive here in Egypt. Genesis uh, 15, verses 21. Excuse me, 50, Genesis fifty fifteen through 21. I'll get it right in a second. Let's go read that real quick. It says, And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us, and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive. I pray thee now the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, Forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. Look at Joseph's response there. He was shocked. He was like, what, what do you mean you think I haven't forgiven you already? Joseph, I mean, look, look, at, look at how Joseph treated his brothers when he recognized who they were. What he did for them, the things that he gave them. And, and, and Joseph, Joseph tells them here, um, he, he's, he's hurt by that. He says, it says that he wept. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass as it is this day, and to save much people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not. Listen to what he said. Fear ye not, I will nurse you and your little ones. And he comforted them, and he spake kindly unto them. Joseph didn't just tell him he forgave them. Joseph showed them he forgave them. He said, I'm going to nourish you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going, to, I'm going to love you. He said, don't worry about the past. Yeah, you, you, you did some things you shouldn't have done. He said, but God took it and He used it. He said, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. God's brought us to this point and Joseph understood that. He saw the hand of God working this whole time and he said, Joseph said, fear not. I'm going to nourish you. And your little ones, I'm going to comfort you. I'm going to take care of you. I love you. Ephesians 4, 31 and 32 says that we should let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from us with all malice. It says, And to be ye kind one to another, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, had forgiven you. If anybody had reason to hold a grudge, it would have been Joseph. If anybody had reason to keep bringing something up over and over and over again, it would have been Joseph. But Joseph didn't do that, did he? From all accounts here, Joseph, this this didn't seem to be something that Joseph even dwelt on every day. You know? Joseph hadn't buried the hatchet, so to speak, and left the handle sticking. He wasn't digging up things from the past. His brothers were concerned about it. And I think that speaks more to uh, their condition than it does to Joseph's, really. But Joseph had forgiven them. Just as we're commanded to forgive. I want to tell you here today, if you don't forgive like the Bible, like Scripture tells us to forgive, then God's not going to bless you. He's not going to do it. You say, well, how do you know? Because I've been there. And I've done that, right? I've experienced it. I've held on to things that I shouldn't have held on to. But the moment that I let those things go, not by my own power, but because I prayed and I said, Lord, I can't do this on my own. I need your help. And I turned it over to the Lord. I got such a peace about that situation. And it didn't seem to matter to me like it did before. You know what? Holding a grudge, unforgiveness... It's like a cancer. It's going to eat you up. It's not going to do anything to the other person. But it's going to eat you up on the inside. And Joseph didn't do that. He didn't live his life that way. And that's why we're told time and time again throughout the New Testament that we have to forgive. Mark uh, chapter 6 14 and 15 says, "For If ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive yours. Mark 11 tells us the same thing and then Uh, We we read that again in Matthew uh, chapter 5, 23 and 24. What's the point here? We need to forgive, right? We need not because we're such great people, but because we serve the Lord and because the Lord forgave us. How how many people have I offended? How many people have I done things to and they forgave me? I'm I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us in here are and it's hard for us to do that sometimes, but we're commanded to forgive. And we see that again. We see that great example that Joseph gave us. We're to forgive. So now, we, we, let's, bring this, let's bring this to a close. I've got just a few minutes here. We see that Joseph has been faithful time and time again when different circumstances have been presented to him. Situations that he couldn't control. Situations that couldn't be helped. Yet Joseph continued to Put his faith and his trust in God. And God continued to bless Joseph for those things. So now we come to the end of Joseph's life. And Joseph's uh, father, Jacob, has told him that God's going to bring them out of this land of Egypt where they're living in bondage. And Joseph mentions that to his children as he's dying. Why? Why did Joseph Joseph show that? Why why was that such a, a, a great act of faith? because God said it and Joseph believed it that's what faith is right when god says something we just have to we just have to believe it we just have to put our faith in it and we have to trust it to be exactly what God said it would be and Joseph did exactly that and why was it so easy for joseph to do that at the end of his life because he because it was something it was a, it was a habit so to speak it was something that Joseph had been doing all along he had trusted God in the good times. He had trusted God in the bad times. And guess what? God had never failed him, had he? Joseph knew that God was going to do exactly what he said he would do. A couple of verses, and, and I'll be done here. Exodus 13, we read the account. It says, And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry my bones away hence with you. And then in Joshua 24, 32, it says, "In the bones of Joseph, which, which the children of Israel brought up out of Egypt, Buried they in Shechem. <clears throat> Guess what? The children of Israel came out just like God said they were going to, didn't they? One last scripture I want to read to you. And I came across this one last night as I, or the day before yesterday. I was studying and reading a little bit. And as I read this, I want you to think about, does this sound like Joseph? Does this sound like Joseph's life? And does it sound like my life? Psalms chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. Now listen to verse 3. and He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I think that perfectly describes Joseph. But the very same God that did those things for Joseph will do those things for us tonight. If we'll place our faith and our trust in Him and Him alone. You say, well, you know what? That's good. Amen. It is, isn't it? Read that one more time. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. None None of those things describe joseph in verse 1 he says but his delight is in the law of the lord and in his law doth he meditate day and night and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season his leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper joseph prospered and i'm not again i'm not here tonight preaching a <clears throat> a, uh, a, a a gospel that's all about what i can get and what i can gain
1: but I'm here to tell you tonight that we
0: serve a God who is faithful. And if we're faithful to Him, God will bless our lives. Doesn't mean that we'll never have difficult times in life. Joseph did. Doesn't mean that. But what it means is that God will walk through us through those times. That He'll strengthen us, He'll bless us, and He'll help us to move on from those things. And we can be found faithful. You know, that, how else can we show ourselves faithful? Right? And in being faithful when we're given the opportunity. And that means usually means difficult times. Difficult seasons of life. That's how we can show ourselves to be faithful to God. It's, it's real easy when things are going good, right? But when things are going bad, when, when, when everything seems to get sideways, and we say, Lord, I'm focused on you. I'm going with you. God will bless us for doing that. And He'll do for us the things that He did for Joseph. I firmly believe that with all of my heart. God will see us through just like he did Joseph. Let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you again for your many wonderful blessings. Lord, we thank you for this great example that you've given to us in your word. Faithful Joseph, Lord, he found himself in so many situations that he had nothing to do with, Father, yet he kept his focus, he kept his eyes on you. Lord, and I pray tonight that you would just give us Uh, the strength, Father, the abilities that we need to keep our eyes on you, Lord. No matter what the circumstance may be, Lord, just like Peter, as he stepped out of that boat to walk on the water, Lord. The waves were coming around him, Father, but he was focused. He trusted in Jesus, Lord. Only when he took his eyes off of you, Lord, did he begin to sink. Father, I pray that you would remind us of that daily, Lord, that we would stay focused on you, Lord. Trust that you'll bring us through whatever situation we may be dealing with at this time, Lord. No doubt there are people here uh, who have things going on tonight, Lord, that uh, they don't understand, Lord. They don't know how uh, they're going to get through it. Father, but Lord, we know that it's not up to us to figure it out. Lord, it's up to us to place our faith and our trust in you. And know that you'll bring us through those things however you see fit, Father. And we praise you and we thank you for that tonight, Lord. Father, we thank you for being faithful to us. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We thank you again for joining us this week at Central, and may the Lord Jesus Christ be magnified in your life today.